0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW Group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Blog Talk Radio.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. On August 28th, 2020. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That is what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that.
3: The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the City of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call three one zero.
2: Five four I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. This is what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-hosts, the CEO and president of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman, and of course with us because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay show, Jackie Balestra. Normally she's with us, but today she won't be with us. She's um, out catching the biggest fish ever caught in that particular river, or at least that's the story we're going to hear, Kelly. Um, How are you
1: today? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good morning and happy Friday, Joe. I am well. And I am so happy that Jackie is taking some time off and you know, getting outside, um, going out where down. Hopefully she's completely unplugged. She's somewhere fishing yeah. remote and and having a good yeah. time. So so yeah. important to rejuvenate uh the mind and the soul. Uh always but particularly this year and I'm going to say this year, like right. not like right now, but this year, <laughs> what a right. crazy time. So I'm happy oh, for her that she's out and enjoying. Yes.
2: Yes. yes. Uh, There's nothing like nature to do that. So hopefully she's it, going to have a great time. Her and John.
1: Yeah. Yes. We'll have pl- plenty of, I caught a fish this big when she gets back. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Right. And, uh, uh, so many things going on, school is starting.
1: Um, School has started in Manhattan Beach on Wednesday. Um, I can say, you know, all the kids went back to school um, in their living room, right? right? (laughs) Right. Um, It's all online. Google Classroom, I'm hearing, has um, Mm. at least the school district here is using um you know in the spring when they had to immediately shift into online classes they were using zoom and uh i think uh i'm not familiar with google classroom yet but apparently that is what they're using it, it, it affords them different options you know i think and they are holding the kids to their schedule so you know no longer just checking in on zoom and then doing you know doing a little bit of work and Um, they're holding a full classroom style and you have to be in your, whatever period you're in, you know, you, you bounce from Mm -hmm. classroom to classroom and you have to be there. I, I actually bumped into two former neighbors um, yesterday evening. And, uh, one is in eighth grade and one is in ninth grade. And I said, how was day two of, you know, <laughs> of the, of the new mm-hmm. normal, as we say. And, uh, they said, it's okay. It's, you know, they're really sweet kids, but they're like, Oh, it's all right. Mm. It's different, but it's, it's just the way it is, you know? So, um, yes, you know, the kids are adapting parents are certainly continuing to adapt and, you know, a lot of, um, uh, families in the younger grades and ages are doing like the learning pods, you know, and they have uh, whatever, mm-hmm. let's just say, you know, three or four kids get together at one house, you know, one day and they have, um, some, some of these learning pods, they have they actually have an instructor that meets, um, at that house or wherever they're meeting and guides them through their day Um, so the parent, uh, you know, if they have to work or can get work done, whether at the house Mm -hmm. or they have to go to their job or whatever, um, you know, and then they switch homes or whatever. But um, everybody is being creative. Um, We continue to be creative in this year known as 2020. And um, we'll see. Um, You know, hopefully um, at least mid-year, if not sooner, um, we can get the kiddos back into the schools and I know the district has a like a five-phase uh, process of who will return to school and and kind of at what level you know um, and right. starting with um, kids you know with um, special needs and and cognitive you know needs and they'll go back first and then the younger grades and so on and so forth so. Uh, they have a plan and they're ready um, as soon you know as they can, but it's going to be a little while. But um, today we are expecting some announcements from the governor this afternoon. Um, drum roll, huh? please. <laughs> we don't know what yes. this will be, but um, we uh, he has promised some announcements and he promised I think it was Wednesday Tuesday or Wednesday he said they will not be more restrictive announcements. They will be, you know, um hopefully some little openings here and there. Obviously, um, you know, with um you know strict protocols and probably capacity you know restrictions but a little i think we're going to start seeing a few little openings um which is good right. news everybody needs to you know be safe and not go crazy and and stay you know keep that facial covering on because i think that's pretty much the number one way to protect yourself you know from the aerosol effect of covid-19 so um we'll hope um, there's some good announcements coming our way Uh, Let's see, this week in Manhattan Beach, uh, we celebrated and continue to celebrate um, women's suffrage. And, you know, the ratification of the 19th Mm. Amendment was 100 years ago this week. And on Thursday night, um, actually Wednesday night, two nights ago, um, City Hall in Manhattan Beach lit up with purple and gold uh, lights to commemorate. Uh, Those are the colors identified with women's suffrage. And I understand that those lights will be on every night for the next month. Um, Some people think it's in honor of the Lakers or Kobe Bryant. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. although the colors are fitting, this is for women's suffrage. So, um, you know, uh, women have come a long way. And obviously, we have a lot of leaders always on the show, but it's kind of fun. So if you're in or around downtown Manhattan Beach at night, please drive down Highland Avenue to 15th, and you can see City Hall all lit up. It's beautiful you know, with the flag waving and the light gaze. It's just, it's just gorgeous indifference. different. So um, that was a fun mm-hmm. little celebration that we had on Wednesday night. There are several um, stores along Manhattan Avenue and a few on Manhattan Beach Boulevard that have decorated their stores with purple and yellow lights. Um you'll see big kind of sash banners that say um, your right to vote or women's suffrage or something. Um Page's bookstore has decked out their entire, you know, window with women's women's books and, and everything. Um Blue Diamond Jeweler um has purple and yellow lights to commemorate it. Uh some of the restaurants have done it. Love and Salt I know has decorated their outdoor dining deck. Gumtree has a little, you know, uh decoration beach City's optometry uh has lit their building they had the king's mural so now they have all the lights so that's you know kind of fun so um if you're if you're near the area just cruise through in the evening after the sun goes down and you'll see some you know some pretty lights um which is always fun we always see that at christmas time but getting a little festive early this year um i think we all could hmm. could use that right you know a little Absolutely. a little fun yes So um, yeah. walk with... last
2: yes, last i heard ahead. kelly last i heard 37 of the Fortune 500 uh, corporations uh, are uh, shepherded or or helmed by women. 37 out of the Fortune 500 have Mm -hmm. female CEOs. And that's not representative of the talent that, you know, half of our population brings to the table for Mm -hmm. corporate America. Mm -hmm. So, we have a wild, uh, uh, We have some some, uh, some work to do. We have some work to do.
1: Yes, if my math serves me right, that's less than ten percent. So we we need to work right. on that for sure. Um, but right. I think right. there's probably there's probably more today than there was. 20 years ago and 50 years ago. So we're oh, heading in, yes. the, in the right direction, which is, and, you know, and there's a lot of women who are now in, in very powerful positions. You're seeing that maybe they're the head of the studio or this or that. And, you know, maybe they're not the CEO mm-hmm. quite yet, but um, you're seeing right. some big um, – you know, big positions being filled uh, by very talented and, and very intelligent women. So that's exciting. Um, okay, a couple other things. Let's see. Um, we had uh, a new store open uh, last weekend, founded 1912. It's a bathing suit swimwear store. It went into the former space occupied by for decades by Diane Swimwear. There's another swimwear mm-hmm. store there now, and God bless them for opening in a pandemic. Um, not easy for anybody right now, and they are open and um, rolling. Last night, we had, a big cele- well, we had a big celebration with a few people. because during COVID, we we can't have large gatherings right um not not a smart idea and so we celebrated the 40th anniversary of super sports if you remember we had um renee sandera on last week i believe it was yes and Mm -hmm. so last night we had their 40th anniversary ribbon cutting it was the first gathering and ribbon cutting for the chamber of commerce since the pandemic. Um, they broke us out of, you know, the mold and super important to celebrate um, any anniversary, but particularly, you know, 40 years is a long time. And um, he's been in the mall area the, the entire 40 years, moved locations across the parking lot once has survived several mall uh, remodels has survived the recession and is surviving the pandemic, and we were happy to celebrate with him. The mayor and Councilman um, Hildy Stern also showed up, and a few other people, and we had a really fun, you know. Uh, little gathering and uh, they were so pleased. And they actually had some old pictures out of like when the store first opened and their first ad. I think it was either the Easy Reader or Beach Reporter. I don't remember which paper, but uh, super fun to see you know the history. And they were so grateful. But um, if you're listening and uh, you need some new sportswear, tennis shoes, tennis rackets. Um, other things, use your racket. <laughs> or Please go over to Supersports and support them because they're wonderful people. They've given back to the community for years and, um, you know, just a really special story. So, um, the other news I have is last weekend was the White Light, White Night with Walk with Sally. I know you know our friends mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. at Walk with Sally, Nick Arquette, and um, mm-hmm. they had their virtual fundraiser last weekend, went very well, very fun. Um, they, you know, zoomed into other uh, little mini parties that some of the sponsors and, and guests were having and uh, a little mini concert by Michael Fronti. He's kind of got a little reggae vibe and really perfect mm-hmm. music for the occasion and raised a lot of money. I don't have the final number yet, but they raised a lot of money for their program, which, of course, provides um, mentorships for uh, kids and families that have, are either going through cancer or who have lost a parent to cancer, and they match the mentor with the mentee, and then they're a partnership until that child goes off to college, and and usually beyond. Usually, you know, most of the ones I know, right. they they keep that partnership into college and really for a lifetime. And such a great right. program. So, um, you know, it's been kind of a festive week, I would say. Uh, and I, You know okay. me, I always look for the silver lining in everything and the <laughs> positive, and there's there's a lot of good out there. You know, we're all still navigating and struggling and making our way through here, but there is always plenty to recognize and to celebrate. So um, we have to find, you know, those wonderful yeah. little things because they are are there.
2: They They are. And we have a wonderful guest that's going to help us uh catch some of the perspective of uh of the the good side of of um difficult times that's i guess that's a, a good way a good segue the good side of difficult times um <laughs> that's, like that you have to look to the bright side and so without further ado kelly who's our guest today
1: absolutely uh and forgive me in advance there's some really big words in her bio Uh, I'm not a a medical expert, so if I I mince a few of these words, um, it just proves that I'm definitely not in the medical community. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. Our guest this morning is Dr. Martha Koo, Medical Director of the Neuro Wellness Spa uh, in Manhattan Beach. Dr. Koo completed her undergraduate studies at Princeton University, where she graduated magna cum laude and her medical training at the David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA, where she earned membership to the the AOA and the Sigma Society for Academic Excellence. Dr. Koo obtained her psychiatry residency training at the Resnick Neuropsychiatric Institute at UCLA and her subsequent psychoanalytic training at the New Center for Psychoanalysis. She is board-certified in psychiatry and board-certified in addiction medicine. For over 20 years, Dr. Koo has enjoyed her private practice providing outpatient psychotherapy, psychoanalysis, and pharmacological treatment for individuals, couples, and families. A pioneer in the development and application of transcranial magnetic stimulation, Dr. Koo opened the South Bay TMS Therapy Center in 2009. She is certified in the application of NeuroStar TMS, Brainsway Deep TMS, and MagVenture TMS Therapy. South Bay TMS has evolved into the Neuro Wellness Spa, where Dr. Koo is medical director and offers IV ketamine, IV nutrition, and here we go, photobiomodulation along with TMS therapy. She's on the board of directors of the Clinical TMS Society. Additional, Dr. Koo is the medical director and clinical supervisor at Clear Recovery Center. She is an active member of the American Psychiatric Association, the New Center for Psychoanalysis, the Clinical TMS Society, the American Society of Addiction Medicine, the American Society of Ketamine Physicians, the California Psychiatric Society, and the Southern California Psychiatric Society. She is also a guest lecturer at the New Center for Psychoanalysis and the Los Angeles Psychoanalytic Society and Institute. This morning, we're going to learn about the various treatments Neuro Wellness Spa offers, how you can benefit from them, and the overall effect COVID-19 is having on our mental health. Welcome to the program, Dr. Q. Thank you for joining us this morning. How are you?
2: Oh, sorry. <laughs> she was introduction.
1: muted. So, there
2: you go. Thank you. Now she's there.
3: Thank you. Super happy to be here. Um, thank you and and really appreciate a platform to discuss mental health. As, as you both are aware, it's a really important issue right in our society and especially with covid So I just think it's great that you're giving the community an opportunity to focus on mental health.
1: Well, it's so important, and and we've talked about it so many times, but, um, you know, boy, do we just need to keep talking about it and and giving everybody their options. So I'm glad you're here.
2: Mm -hmm. Thank you.
1: We're very glad you're here.
2: These times, these times, we talk about the economic uh, turmoil. We talk about the obvious Uh, uh, medical uh, uh, impact that uh, COVID-19 has had on our global medical uh, state, the global community that's dealing with this. We talk a lot about the deaths in the United States, but we can scarcely imagine that the counts around the world are not accurate over, it seems like, half a million people. Died because of this yeah. this terrible uh, uh, affliction. It's really become quite a story historically, and so that brings us to mental health. There is no question that uh, people have been struggling in every way, shape, or form, but mentally, both for children, uh, for adults, of course, but for children, either seeing their parents struggle or Struggling on their own without the, you know, capabilities to go to school and to to uh, you know gather with their peers and so forth, sports, the lack of of uh, team sports, it's a lot. But I'm going to ask you, uh, Dr. Koo, to give us uh, an overall picture of the relationship of 2020. To the last five years in terms of the need for greater access to mental health in our country
3: yeah that's a great great question Joe and I think uh, I'll even go back to what you said in the beginning though in, in the segue to me which is you know the idea of some good good times even in this very very mm. difficult time because I think there's been a mixture you know I so compared to five years ago we Even without the pandemic, right, I think everyone is aware we've been seeing rising issues of depression and anxiety, particularly in our teen population. We've been seeing rising levels of uh, suicide, unfortunately, rising levels of addiction. Um, So I would say that, unfortunately, has been a trend um, even before the pandemic, I think, however, the pandemic has brought about some really, really wonderful things for mental health. I think uh, even like us talking about it today, I think it's brought a discussion about mental health much more to the forefront um, because of what everyone's dealing with. I think people are more comfortable talking about their feelings and their struggles, and I think that will do wonders for mental health moving forward psychiatry per se, you know, having to switch to telehealth and a telepsychiatry platform for many organizations has certainly improved access to care. I mean, there's a lot of mm-hmm. remote areas of the United States that have very poor access to mental health and having now a way to be able to see a clinician, you know, even in another state, I think has really improved um, access to mental healthcare. So I do think sort of the discussions around it will improve with the pandemic. As you say, the sad Mm -hmm. part is, yes, it's, it's, it's a very historical time. And we were not used to, we're used to hard times financially, like look at the great depression. We're used to losses. We look at, you know, wars we've been in, but we've never really had a time where we've combined real fear of, um, death and mortality and morbidity with, uh, economic distress and then with the social isolation Mm -hmm. of the quarantine. And I think that's the piece Mm -hmm. that makes this time so historically different. Right. And as Kelly was mentioning, like with the schools, it's, you know, I think some of the concerns of mental health are what, what are we going to see right in a few months? So, you know, in, in psychiatry, we talk of almost like a a secondary pandemic because there's Mm going to be a lot of loss and mourning, you say, for people who have lost loved ones and friends how is the social isolation going to impact particularly the populations we know are more sensitive to that, which are the, the, you know, the the kids and the teens and then the elder adults. Um, We know cognitively, uh, you know, socialization is incredibly important for maintaining cognition in the elderly. And, um, you know, it's such a vulnerable population. I have a lot of patients whose parents are in, you know, residential senior living centers and they're really in their rooms right with food delivery and they're not allowed to visit. Um, and I think mm-hmm. some concerns about even like a PTSD response for people that have suffered COVID and been in the ICU and, and um, but done well and survived and gotten out. It's, it's the idea of then we really need to be focusing on their mental health. It's not just physical recovery, but that experience has been pretty traumatic and usually in the absence of the support of loved ones because they haven't been able to be at the bedside. Um, So some Mm -hmm. good things in some, right? You know, I think the good things is, like I mentioned, we'll have good access. And I think we're talking about mental health. I think people, as Kelly also said, have been really creative um, in this time. You know, families have done picnics in their backyard and camping events. You know, there's (laughs) more family time and people have time to exercise and and have better nutrition. And then there's this side that we just have to be very mindful of and and pay attention Mm -hmm. to that people are getting the proper Mm -hmm. care.
2: In in these times when we have greater access to uh, mental health professionals, potentially it's more uh, acceptable to uh, access these uh, services over Zoom and, and all the other uh, uh, remote technologies that we can use now, so more people will get access to them and, and it's less expensive for some people, transportation-wise and other ways. But also mm-hmm. there's a transformation potentially of modalities. Now, people are talking about, you know, non-surgical, non-medical treatments uh, for even depression. And that's where it brings us to the, the topic of TMS. Can you give us a definition of TMS and where it has been and where it is going?
3: absolutely it's one of my favorite topics uh and it's been yeah. i think probably the best thing that's happened to psychiatry probably since uh, the origins. certainly in my professional career so tms stands for transcranial magnetic stimulation and it mm. actually was fda approved in 2008 it's been around for a long time as a bona fide you know treatment and it's it's another good example of of sort of a sadness to me that people are still so unaware of something that's really been FDA approved and is so effective, you know, for 12 years. It, what, mm. it, what we do is we use a high intensity magnet to focally stimulate the neurons that we know really are not firing well in depression. So a quick way to think about it is almost like physical therapy for your brain. So we know mm. enough in neuroscience to know exactly sort of which neurocircuits in our, our brain are not functioning well for dealing with depression or anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so we can actually target those specifically. the The treatment is really well tolerated. There's pretty much no side effects. Some people get a little headache the first day. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. You know, you do feel a tapping on your head where the magnetic pulse is going through your hair and skin and scalp. Uh, there's nothing really tapping, but, you know, it's like if you held two magnets together, you know, and you feel that pressure in between it's that pulse of energy that you feel. Um, it does require that a patient come five days a week. They're usually in and out about a half hour, and you come five mm-hmm. days a week for six weeks, and then there's about six sessions over a three-week taper. Uh, there's You drive yourself to and from you know you're fully alert and awake during the treatment we we include a big component of a therapeutic element too talking about health and nutrition and exercise and spirituality and just educational depression and um during those sessions also but otherwise people can sit and they can meditate they can watch lovely uh things on television or just a sitcom if they want to watch any show so they're fully alert and awake and um it's more than twice as effective as antidepressants so we know medically that only about 30 percent of individuals with depression will be in remission after a medication trial which is really low if you think about it you know Seven out of 10 people yeah. are left with significant depression. If you try several more meds, usually you can capture about 50% of the people. So that still leaves half the people undertreated or with substantial medication side effects. So TMS right. is, actually has about a 70% um, remission rate, 80%, 85% response rate, really high with none of the side effects we see with medications. You know, no dry mouth, no weight gain, no. Um, yeah insomnia or sedation it's pretty remarkable um, and you usually see a patient usually starts feeling better within the like the end of the second week so around session 10 so they also mm-hmm. it also works faster than a medication and it's um, mm-hmm. really like you say FDA approved since 2008 it's on the vast majority of insurances as a fully covered benefit and so it's it's really important right. that people understand that that modality is out there for depression. I,
2: I'm I'm having I'm having one of those moments, Kelly. I mean, anytime you can take uh, an existing large scale issue in society and say, this treatment is 100% more effective. It's safer. It's non-chemical non-drug related. Um, there's less, you know, potential even for, um, side effects and so forth. And I I I want to invest. Where do I invest? This is the, the, the treatment of the future.
3: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, it's a treatment of the now. So it's a treatment of the sure. now. And it's a very good investment. Right? We should always invest in our mental health. But, no, this is an investment. I've never had a patient unhappy that they did TMS. Wait, it doesn't work for everybody, you said. I mean, there's, you know, 15 20 percent of people that don't get a response but that's pretty small but even those individuals they they have not been i've never had a patient be unhappy that they tried it and that they did it and the vast majority of people are incredibly pleased and what's interesting is you also or i was very interesting for me because i when people get better with pms it really is a whole different level of better it's interesting the better on that um so it's, it's uh-huh. interesting to see that in patients, too, because, you know, some patients, they'll get partially better on their medications, um, not right. for remission. Right. But when they we really get into remission with TMS, you can see the difference. And, and that was even surprising to me, I will say. And, you know, when I started doing this in 2009, I, I would not have guessed that. I would have just thought people would be better but it's it is a, a whole different feeling of better than just on medication so it's it's wonderful now All
1: right. All right. um after the after the six-week program yeah. okay. um uh, of doing this dr Koo, do does one um need to return for little um maintenance you know checks um in mm-hmm. treatments mm-hmm. or after you know mm-hmm. after six weeks what what is a patient in store for
3: Perfect. Great question. So, yeah, so I, I, you know, we do consider depression a chronic illness, right? One that we certainly can get fully into remission and then we do everything we, we can to keep it there. So, um, the TMS is not a cure, it's just a very powerful treatment. So, at the end of the six weeks course, uh, typically somebody, if, if they've had one medicine that, that has maybe partially helped and has actually no side effects, and we do in, I encourage them to have stayed on that medicine throughout the process, the TMS will get them in remission. And then, the one medication is a um, good way of maintaining a response, right? Uh, not everybody wants to be on a meds, and many people come off, and that's fine, too. They just need to understand, right, they're removing one thing that could help in terms of a, preventing a recurrence of a depressive episode. Then we we encourage them to do everything else, right, that they do to support their mood, so their exercise and their socialization and their uh, healthy nutrition and watching their stress and if they have other modalities of spiritualization or mindfulness. and most people will go at least a good solid year before they have any dips in their mood. Um, it's about 85% of the people will do fine for a year. We we outreach to people about every three months and check in with them and make sure. Obviously, if somebody's dipping, it's better to come in early than to wait until a full-blown um, severity of, of the episode because people do respond quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, insurance covers it every six months. So insurance does understand, right, the chronicity of the illness, that they, they will cover it every six months. That's, that would be, you know, quick uh, um, for most people to have to return. If um, And then, yeah, when they're dipping they come back. And we used to be calling booster sessions, um or insurance doesn't cover just a booster, unfortunately, right now. We're really working hard. Clinical PMS Society, we're really working hard to try to promote that. But they don't cover maintenance, TMS, or boosters right now. So when somebody comes back, the insurance will cover another 36 sessions, and we usually go ahead and do that. Um, studies do show more neuromodulation is better, so they will get that and then mm. obviously last longer. Um, but most people pop right back out. In after, you know, 10 sessions of the TMS. So if we could get insurance on board to cover boosters or maintenance, it, it would really be preferable. Uh, but that they're covering it now is, right. is, you know, really helpful for people. So most people choose to do the 36 sessions again okay. to have the mm-hmm. most neuromodulation they can.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, Joe, it's time mm-hmm. for a station break. Yes. Yeah. Should we? Yes. Got to remind you.
2: Thank <laughs> you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the South Bay Show. We bring this to you every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Thursdays is a spotlight on some wonderful uh, restaurant or some uh, need or some uh, wonderful business in the South Bay in general from El Segundo to Palos Verdes and East to Torrance the entire South Bay, um, the best of the best of the entire South Bay at your disposal every Thursday morning. Uh, and then, of course, on Friday mornings, we feature all those same um, uh, uh, areas of life, whether it's school or business or mental health or the best of the best, but with a special emphasis on the, the, the city of Manhattan Beach and certainly the members of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, because on Fridays, we're proud to be sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber. And so we bring these to you, these hyper local uh, podcasts, and they're available on every smart surface, smart, smart speaker, uh, whether it's Google or whether it's uh, 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 Alexa or, or Siri, um, just ask uh, for the South Bay Show and it shall be delivered. Um, it's wonderful to be available everywhere, Kelly.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, the show has grown yeah. a lot; that's for sure. Um, I have it's a couple amazing. questions. I, I I mentioned earlier that I have to hop off early today. I apologize, but I yeah. I have a yep, couple yep. questions before I do have to leave. Um, I'm curious, Doctor Koo. Uh, I know depression is linked to you know a lot of different things, but does the TMS uh, is it a, is it a viable treatment for addiction? Is it a viable treatment for you know maybe anxiety? I know anxiety can be linked with depression, but maybe you know tell us what else the TMS covers, or if not, you know I know we're we're talking addiction too. That's a big, always a big issue. But mm-hmm. you know what else what else does TMS um, cover and and is effective on? Yes, absolutely. So TMS is
3: very effective for depression. For OCD, for anxiety disorders, um, and there's a lot of really good literature for even um, autism, addiction. The, it's it's a tricky um, situation, just mainly because of the FDA approval, right? So the the insurance will cover uh, for OCD and for depression. it's an FDA-approved for those two indications. However, as you rightly guessed, I mean, essentially the mechanism of action is really stimulating the part of the brain that we know is not functioning well in mental health disorders, and we know a lot about uh, what neurons and what neurocircuitry needs to be assisted, either stimulated or inhibited, for anxiety disorders outside of OCD, as well as addiction um, and autism. So the the issue is, is we, yes, we have some very good protocols for all those indications. We that are very much standard of care and with a lot of efficacy. In terms of uh, insurance covered, we need to we can only use insurance for an FDA approved indication.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, then, we have a great, you know, this is a good one. You should know because I I've been doing this with fabulous results. Is we have a vaping and cigarette cessation protocol, which has oh, look, been incredible. Hmm, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, ten sessions. Um, there, it's you know, sixteen minute protocol. You come in for um, ten sessions only. We do we do combine a bit of an educational time when they're in the chair with some. Um, things about nicotine addiction and we also do a bit of an exposure response right before we start the TMS with the vape or the the person cigarette of choice and I've been getting amazing results cigarette smokers and vapers who haven't been able to quit or you know usually that's they've quit many times <laughs> right they'll tell you quitting's not a <laughs> no problem it's that <laughs> thing off of it so um, that have literally, but like, don't have any cravings. And so we really target uh, that part and they're able to really stay in remission b- because they don't have uh, the cravings for the nicotine. So it's been, wow. it's been amazing. Now Yeah. That's so ama- that's a yeah, great example just, of indication. Yeah. We just
1: need to get the word out more, you know, um, obviously yeah. you know. Right. You know, vaping, particularly, you know, nicotine mm-hmm. use, whatever, in, in this area in the South mm-hmm. Bay, and particularly amongst youth, um, yes. you know, it's just been on on a rapid upwards, you know, increase for a couple years now. But um, gosh, people just need to know about this. So I'm so glad we right. have you on the show today. Thank you.
2: <laughs> it's wonderful, yeah, that's and Doctor, uh, I am a long time fan of elon musk uh most people Mm -hmm. know of elon musk as the ceo of tesla and the ceo spacex Mm -hmm. which is located right here uh near us in hawthorne um but a lot of people do not know that elon is very interested in the brain in general and also uh is a a board member. I don't know if he's the chairman, but he's a significant board member of a company called Neuralink, N-E-U-R-A-L-I-N-K, Neuralink. And they specialize in input and output from the brain, but they do it in a very more physical (laughs) – they're they're planning to do it in a much more physical way with actual implanting – of Of uh, electrodes and so forth, but transcranial stimulation i mean it is it is almost like uh, when you think about it many 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 things that we deal with in our lives are you know they begin and end with the the brain, and uh, so there are so many different areas that it might be available to treat tms might be a uh, a huge part of our future whether it's for space travel or many other things you know the whole concept of a, of a, of a long space travel i mean the 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 ride to mars is two years and uh you know it's hard to imagine how people can stay mentally active they can stay physically active There's been a lot of talk about you know uh Cryosleep and other ways of getting people to survive mentally survive a two year journey to Mars. Perhaps uh, TMS could be a part of that.
3: That's a really interesting thought. Yeah, I certainly could see that. Yeah, the Neuralink is is fascinating. I think the the it's he's right developing a chip to put in the brain, as you said, to actually help with more like motor function um right. people have prosthetic right. limbs and things like that. I mean it's, it's yeah, I mean Elon Musk is amazing, right? right. Obviously brilliant man and his hands and mm-hmm. wonderful parts of science. Um that's also the I think the advantage of transcranial magnetic we've had, you know, because it's non invasive. So I I think we're going to, you know, psychiatry is just a wonderful field to be in now because neuroscience is really taking off, but we've had like deep brain stimulation, which is where they do implant a electrode in the brain and, and stimulate, Um, you know, and it, once again, we can have, Okay, results from that it's usually a pretty late line of intervention because it's so invasive um whenever you have a foreign body in mm-hmm. your body right there's risk of infection and, and bleed, but right. we've had that with vagus nerve stimulation where they plan a, a device also in the body to stimulate the vagus nerve um, with some for treatment resistant depression um, so yeah i think t m s because it's non invasive and it's so well tolerated um, now yeah, I'd love to be in space and do the first uh <laughs> TMS on, on uh, astronauts in space and see how that goes.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean so many places this can go. We um our uh, colleague uh uh, uh uh as Kelly well knows, uh um uh she she prepares me extremely well and she's prepared me uh with a, a, a list of, of of issues that people might have with uh, TMS, and for instance, are yeah. there misconceptions that people have about TMS that are widespread? Yeah, would I would be?
3: think that the the biggest misconception people have is they confuse it with um, electroconvulsive therapy. So what is known as ECT, which is, you know, also people know as electric shock therapy, which is still a Mm. a very safe and and bona fide and efficacious treatment for really severe depression. But ECT Mm. involves um, someone having general anesthesia three times a week, actually having a seizure induced, um, and there's always cognitive impairment associated with that. And because there's also cognitive impairment and anesthesia, you know, people can't be working at the same time. They do ECT, and they can't drive themselves to and from the procedures. And I said that probably the most difficult thing about ECT is there's, there'll definitely be memory loss. It's um, usually circumscribed to the time of the the ECT, which is a could be a good, um, you know, four to. 12 week process. And so it's hard for people to have big chunks of their life that they have no memory for, um, usually doesn't Mm -hmm. end up with long-term memory impairment. So I think that's the biggest misconception. People think TMS is like ECT and they worry about cognitive, um, issues with TMS. And it's actually just the opposite. We also have, and back to Kelly's question, we have a great bilateral protocol. It's a stimulating protocol for cognitive impairment. We get really good results, um, individuals. So it actually really helps cognition. Most people, when they're depressed, they also aren't thinking as clearly. And, and we notice we do some cognitive testing along with the, the TMS and we can see improvements in people's thinking. But so, so that's the biggest misconception that they either confuse it with ECT or they really worry about uh, that there's going to be some, some cognitive damage with the TMS. And right. it is incredibly right. safe non-invasive, absolutely no cognitive damage. And most people say they are thinking better and clearer and we actually use it for, you know, cognitive impairment in, um, like age related cognitive decline or dementia. Right. We had a gentleman come wow. from Japan. Yeah. Who, who had Alzheimer's and it was pretty severe. He could, you know, he'd lost the capacity to like know how to like open the car door and stick on his seatbelt. And, um, he did our TMS protocol and and his parent, his family was so happy. Like he could actually get in the car, he could put on his seatbelt, you know, if they said to him in one room, could you go get your book in the other, he could actually go get it. And you know, a lot of sort of basic things that we don't realize are, are just so difficult when somebody walks to the other room and when they get there, they forget what they're supposed to be doing. Right. Um, so those were like huge wow. markers to see the improvement and how his improved cognition really impact his ability to function. It was it was really just wonderful. And that's the stuff I love. I frankly cry when I you know, it's like you see these people look at changes their lives. It's it's incredible. Doctor
2: Doctor Koo, that, that that's a headlining result. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's uh that's big news.
1: That's yeah. amazing. And um, then we Je- send him home with, yeah? Yes. Oh, I think you have to oh, go I just Yeah, I have to jump off, but uh, I just want to say thank you. I know you guys are going to carry on. I can't wait to listen to the rest of the show later, but thank you so much. And um, we need to have you on again. You have so much information. <laughs> so, yeah. um, wow. Thank you. I'd be happy, uh, yeah. too. Very happy. Yeah, have a great weekend. Thank you, Kelly. We'll, we'll catch up soon. You, you guys. Okay, bye-bye. Stay safe. Bye. Uh-huh.
2: Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Kay.
3: Yeah, then we, so we send him home actually with... A V v device, which is the photobiomodulation that Kelly referred to, and it uses a low-level uh, laser therapy to sort of like focally stimulate um, pretty much what we call the default network in your brain. And it's, it's good for, for cognition and, and preventing age-related cognitive decline. And so then he just did. It's a 20-minute um, procedure you do in your own home. It's just like a little headset. And, and then we've been mm-hmm. tracking him with uh, our little cognitive things, and he's held very well. So it's, it's, it's wonderful
2: is there do you see the future um being uh home devices for TMS that people can use for various kinds of uh of ailments
3: you know I, there are companies i know that are working on that the tricky thing about TMS is it, it the safety of it really relies on proper placement right and proper pulses mm. so mm-hmm. It would be a – I I think we could get there, and I think that would be fabulous, Um, and I know companies are working Mm -hmm. on it. To use the, you know, intensity and depth of stimulation that you really need to see the results that we get, you really have to be cautious, obviously, and know – you know, obviously go to a good place with a lot of experience because it's really about calibrating the device to the individual's head. So when people come in – they don't it's not like we can just plug the machine on and, and let it go we have to calibrate mm-hmm. for each individual so we find the exact mm-hmm. amount of magnetic energy that individual needs and in the exact placement for them so the the, the mm-hmm. little tricky thing about home devices is that that you know if if i actually took the tms device and and you know targeted over your motor cortex let's just say and did many many pulses mm-hmm. uh over your motor cortex there i could induce a seizure right? So Mm -hmm. that would be very unsafe. Mm -hmm. We don't, I've never had that happen in the office. We never, you know, but I think if it's placed, in, not, I think I know when it's, if it's placed incorrectly, then um, that's a risk. So the, the the difficult thing about translating to a home device would be to have some mechanism to know exactly, um, you know, where and how you could, in my mind, you very much could come up with a device where maybe they go to the doctor's office it gets calibrated mm-hmm. for them. There's somehow the headset's placed in a way that it always is in the same place every time, right? And then they could go home mm-hmm. and do their treatments. And obviously the cost effective of that of that would be huge, right? Because literally the doctor mm-hmm. visit would be maybe one every two weeks, like, you know, and not having to come into an office mm-hmm. every day. That I definitely mm-hmm. could envision,
2: right? Well, I I see that. TMS is is on the brink of a breakthrough of that nature, where uh, there's so many issues that you've covered. You, autism, I mean, uh, uh, mm-hmm. dementia uh, or cognitive decline. Just mm-hmm. the market for cognitive yeah. decline, yeah, is huge, yeah. right? Huge. It's uh, absolutely wow or, or cognitive enhancement. People who say, I want to mm-hmm. be sharper, more, more mentally uh-huh. alert. Uh-huh. Uh, if it's only, you know, if it's 50% effective, it's a blockbuster
3: success. Right. 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 No, absolutely. Wow. And we offer a <laughs> neuro wellness. You mentioned it too. We offer, um, NAD infusions also with, um, that uh n a d is a natural substance we have in our bodies it's in every living cell of our body that's created in our livers. It does decline with age and chronic illness but it's it's sort of a super important coenzyme for uh cellular respiration and sort of gene transcription repair and um sort of ATP production which is the energy powerhouse of the cell and when you have an NAD infusion it's yeah the clarity of mind and the better sleep and the better energy that you feel right away is very impressive and we also know going back to COVID it's you know NAD is not I want to be very clear about that it's not a it's not a, a treatment or a prevention for for COVID infection but it's the lower somebody's NAD stores are, the worse their immune system. So, mm-hmm. you know, having a really good uh, high level of NAD is it's just it's instrumental in just health and wellness in general. But for anybody with a chronic illness, especially like gastrointestinal fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, um, immunological conditions, recovery, you know, pre, pre-op. Uh, when someone knows they're going to go in for a surgery or post-op in terms of recovery, the NAD infusion, Mm -hmm. it is amazing healing uh, capacity and really important um, thing we can do just for our health in in general. So once again, um, natural um, thing, right? No medication, just really very natural treatment.
2: As I mentioned, my, my uh, partner, uh, Jackie Balestra, um, she always prepares me extremely well, and um, she wanted to, to cover just the, the unlikely nature of neuro-wellness spa. There are not these kinds of companies in every community. Why is that, yeah. and what will it take for a neuro-wellness spa to be available to communities across the country?
3: Well, I think it gets back to what we were starting in the beginning. I think it gets back to people feeling comfortable talking about their their mental and physical health in a very open and honest, transparent way. I think that there's still a lot of stigma around mental health. And as long as people are afraid to just, you know, d- depression is a medical illness, just like hypertension and mm-hmm. diabetes. And it, it unfortunately doesn't get... Uh, discussed in the same way, right? I think there's still some secrecy and shame around it, rather than, especially addiction, right, which is so prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if if people can start feeling comfortable uh, talking about you know their personal experiences or people they know and we can destigmatize that I communities are are going to see these sites hopefully blossom up once. I also think once again like covid has really brought that around and people are focused particularly with our kids you know having to do distance learning and the parents worried about the absence of socialization or clinicians worried about the le- you know less exercise or being outdoors and how that's going to impact mental health. We are just all talking about mental health. To a much larger degree, and I think that will really help. Um, hopefully, there'll be a lot of neuro wellness spas everywhere, right? Uh, as well as understanding. Mm-hmm. I think the other aspect of it is understanding the mind-body connection. You know, when we are been creating neuro wellness spas, the idea is, you know, it's it's not depression isn't just, uh, you know. treating like somebody's neurons that aren't firing well. That is a big, big component. Just like when we treat diabetes, you know, we know the liver is not producing insulin. So we have to find, you know, we we give people insulin. But along with that, to get the optimal result, there's a whole body connection. So we look at people's nutritional health. We understand the microbiome and how that affects the mind and mood and anxiety disorders. We look at, um, you know, their exercise and their spirituality, if they have it or religion and their socialization, and that Mm -hmm. all those elements are really important to someone's physical and mental health. And I think that's partly what I also tried to emphasize at Neuro Wellness Spa. You know, our main treatment is TMS. and, And that's how it started when I had it. But we've Added a lot of other interventions that really speak to the whole person, the whole individual, and um, mm-hmm. we're all different, right? And our needs are all different. And I think if medicine, we're working on, you know, more individualized. We offer uh, tests for pharmacokinetically guided pharmacotherapy, so we actually have the ability to to uh, look at someone's DNA and look at their liver enzymes and some other serotonin transporter genes, and and know exactly uh, sort of what medications they might tolerate better or process better, or if they like, let's say if they have an MTHFR, it's a it's a transporter gene that's not functioning optimally. You can take um, methylfolate over the counter. It's a precursor for serotonin, norepinephrine, and dopamine, so a really important precursor that some people just don't don't process well. and And mm-hmm. just taking an oral methylfolate can really help somebody's mood if they have uh, that genetic um, you know, homozygous trait. So there's there's other things mm-hmm. that we can do, and I think it's a matter of of looking at the individual, and all aspects of them and their lives to know how we can optimize our mental and physical health rather than medicines really moving away from just treating disease. And I think that's really where we need to go. It it needs to be Mm -hmm. more about prevention and more about precision medicine. So individualized medicine and, I think, preventative mental and physical health rather than this model of we just treat diseases, right? Um, the absence of disease is in, is in health, right? Uh, health is much mm-hmm. more than that. And I think if if communities and clinicians can be focused on that, we will do so much better uh, in terms of our health and wellness in
2: the world. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think that only begs the question, though, neuro-wellness spa – is a unique creation. Um how did how did it come about? How did how did it come about that that this collection of uh I guess therapies um would be um brought together? I mean, did you found?
3: Yeah, that's a uh, yeah. Well, involved? I Yeah, I did. So, you know, I was for over 20 years, I did psychiatry and and psychoanalysis or therapy. And so I had a pool of people that really had really good medication management and really good therapeutic interventions still weren't completely better. And I've always been interested in being on the cutting edge of medicine and having the most innovative technologies. And so that's how the TMS got integrated in 2009. I had the wonderful opportunity to have a business partner who joined with me um, in 2016, mainly for me to give me the opportunity to add all these other elements, right, that I wanted to. So, So the real, you know, I would credit him in our work together uh, and for the real uh, way that I could add all these, right? Because I I needed all that support to keep the TMS going. And then it's just been really my interest in looking at innovation and a holistic model. It's just sort of the way I've, I've always thought about people and my drive to have people be happy and healthy. And so one by one, we integrated these. So I integrated the IV ketamine, which we generally not really talk about, but that's a mm. very good treatment for treatment-resistant depression and PTSD and chronic pain. And, and then after I got that going, then it was integrating the IV nutrition and the photobiomodulation. So it's really just been a goal and a passion and vision of mine to have a bunch of modalities uh, that we can offer individuals because as I mentioned before, everyone, everyone's needs are different and it's not a, you know, one, one shop fits all type of treatment when we're dealing with mental right. health um, right. or physical health, I would say. And having wow. a, multiple modalities uh, is extremely important.
2: Well, um, Dr. Martha Kuh, uh Neuro Wellness Spa. It's been amazing having you with us. Uh, just Thank another you. one of the fabulous uh, uh, <laughs> uh, businesses here in the South Bay. How can people get in touch with Neuro Wellness Spa? How can they uh, find out more?
3: Very easy. Well, you can certainly Google us. We'll come up right away if you just do neurowellnessspa.com. I can give you the phone number, which is eight seven seven four seven three nine eight four. So eight seven seven eight four seven three nine eight four, or 3984 dot com, and you can read all about us. And we're just—I'm I'm thrilled to be in Manhattan Beach. It's a wonderful community. I've been a resident here since um, the mid nineteen early nineteen nineties, and I love my community. So it's. It's right. just a pleasure to be here. We do have sites in North and South Torrance also, um, to be aware, and Palm Desert. So, But uh, yeah. Manhattan Beach is my flagship and, and the place I work and love.
2: <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, this has been a, a wonderful conversation. Uh, Dr. Martha Kuh, uh Neural Wellness Spa. Thank you so much for joining us today.
3: Thank you, Joe. Have a wonderful weekend.
2: Yes, of course. And uh, everyone stay safe. Uh, Look after your physical health. Look after your mental health. And uh, have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.